Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to all spiritual and enlightenment seekers throughout the world to another episode of the Your Spiritual Shift podcast with me, Carl Gruber, and your co-host, Jennifer Matthews. This is the show where America and Australia connect with the world and beyond to all the universe as we seek the knowledge and wisdom that will help each of us ascend to our higher realm of spiritual and enlightenment understanding. Now, we do this through bringing some absolute phenomenal master teachers and ascended masters through their human channels, plus authors, teachers, starseeds, and light workers here on earth to help us all awaken to the world's new reality of light, love, and truth. Now, before we meet our guests, please take a moment to click that subscribe button below to help this show keep going. Now, here's my co-host, Jennifer Matthews. Thanks for that, Carl. Now, our featured guest today is Sananda Chris. Now, Sananda is a galactic ambassador to the Pleiadians, an ambassador to Telos, and a Galactic Nations Communication Bridge. She is here to assist heart-centered women and men to move into their reality of oneness, to move you into alignment with your higher self-expression and soul's mission. Now, she'll gracefully move you beyond duality through activations, downloads, timeline adjustments, and whatever else your higher self requests. Now, as an ascended master, her multidimensional field works beyond zero point, embracing crystalline energies, working with your highest expression of being to clear, heal, and bring you back into unity. Her work is profound and progressive, and Sananda is a multidimensional channel healer, awakening and activation facilitator, shaman, Karuna Reiki master, energy surgeon, codex transmitter or transmitter, Stargate, and so much more. Hey, Sananda, thank you so much for joining Carl and I today in the podcast. Oh, and thank you, Jennifer and Carl, for inviting me. Excellent. Um, now, for for some of our listeners that are watching or listening to the podcast, you will notice that Sananda will actually speak light language throughout this this podcast episode um, as the Pleiadians are channeling through her. So, um, now Sananda, let's get started. You had a long human career as a flight attendant, but this actually all shifted when you were called to Egypt in 2017 to participate in the particle convergence to help along the great shift in humanity that's now that's now occurring. Um, who was it that called you to this and what is this great shift in humanity that you're talking about? Um, uh, you can say as we uh, benevolently, we just kind of fall into things or things are placed in, you know, in our path. I was um, actually injured as a flight attendant and I was able to have some time off to work on myself. And that's, and that happened uh, January of 2017. And then my, actually it was my friend who invited me to Egypt or she knew about this Egypt trip. And all I knew is I had to be there um, at the time, you know, I was like the deer in the headlights. I didn't have a clue what was going on. I mean, I knew I had some abilities. They were there since childhood and 
I just, you know, was actually, I was excited when I was accepted to go and I had the blessing of my doctor, which is always a, a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should go. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I actually ended up going back in December of that year to close the portal. So what we did is um, in August, we opened up the portal and we now closed it. So this um, great shift has been going on for a long time. It actually started um, 2008, and um, 2009, there were some big, very uh, transformative years. They're telling me nine through 12, 2009 to 12, with another great awakening in 2012. Mm -hmm. Another big shift happened then once again in 2017. Um, 2019, um, and that the big, sh along with 2019 awakening, there was also a big shift occurring with the twin flames and coming into play, um, opening us up to that um, whole new scenario um, that is unfolding beautifully. And um, once again, in 2022, another big shift of awakening taking place. So it's it is it's about regaining our sovereignty and our freedom um and remembering who we are um, this is currently the Council of Nine who is stepping in and um, saying hello. Uh, they want us, you to know that you are very much supported, not only in the physical realms, but the etheric realms. Oh, that we're very closely with the archangels and um, ascended masters. As many of you already are ascended masters. Um, you had to be seven, a seventh dimensional being or higher to actually even come to earth to um, be a part of this, um, if you want to call it great awakening. However many lifetimes we've been here and through the reincarnation cycle, you had to be um, already an, an evolved being, if one could say that. So um, even though this might be the first time on earth, because I've met a few people that this is their first lifetime here, they, um, and they may not seem like they're awake here or they're trying to remember, um, they're already ascended beings who are um, in beautiful bodies of light. So does that mean that, um, I've heard that we all volunteered, um, you know, from a different dimension to come and live this existence on earth. Does that mean we're all star seeds? I would say 98% of us are all star seeds. Um, that's, uh, there's a few uh, individuals they've never, I've never, I could, um, there's no label for them, um, but they are just here existing amongst us that are not star seeds. Um, so this is this part I was telling, I was mentioning earlier, or part where I start where I can't speak a human mm -hmm. anymore, because um, there's some energy coming through for the audience. Um, the, the beautiful, the galactics and divine uh, create this beautiful space uh, to reach 
um, many people at one time. With downloads um, and information, um, they want you to know that you are more than one, um, one, for lack of a better word, being. Um, you are many things. Like um, uh, we, you know, like myself, I am Pleiadian. I am Siren. I am Lyran. I'm Atlantean. Um, and the list goes on. So we are more because we are also doing these lives simultaneously in other dimensions. And some of you may already have what is happening now is what we call like a bleed through to those lives. And this may happen a lot in dream time, where you will get glimpses of yourself in these realities. And they may even be other earthly realities. And what is it is that it is all coming together. Um, you're all coming together. Yourself is coming together as one. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So when when you went to Egypt, is that where you actually maybe for the first time connected to the Pleiadians, or was that something that you said you had some childhood uh, abilities too? Um, actually, it was interesting. I first found out I was um, Pleiadian. Uh, in 2018, actually afterwards, because when I went to Egypt, I remember uh, talking to one of the group members and stuff, and I looked to her and I said, you know, I think I'm a star seed. And she goes, really? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I was, I mean, clueless. I mean, um, but as time came along, you know, I just started blowing open. Um, I was put on the fast track. There are many of us here that have been what we call fast track. So um, things are happening to us very quickly mm. than, than the norm. And there's, there's nothing wrong. It's just that's the journey we've chosen to take and to be here and to be in certain places at certain times to come back to help others along the path. Uh, but it wasn't until 2018 and I was um, being mentored. Uh, and she's like, well, you know, you're a Palladian ambassador. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so I learned a lot of enlightenment. I, I was clueless, but I did learn, I think even a year after that, a lot of the memories or feelings started coming back. I was actually abducted as a child from the years four to a couple of years ago um, okay. by the Greys. I went through abduction uh, and um, the Pleiadians then would come and take, after I would be abducted, the Pleiadians would come and try to work on me as um, to reduce the trauma, one could say. And I remember, I remember the very first time it happened when they, the Grace took me up on the ship, um, being four years old, and this Gray coming and getting on top of me, and he just put his head to my head and was erasing all my memories of, or, or my trying to take all my abilities away. Um, and of course, in the big picture, I actually signed up for all this. Mm. So as part of the journey, you know, this, which is a kind of a pill to swallow because it was very, uh, ended up being for me a very traumatic childhood because I was so confused because technically my, some of my gifts were still there and I didn't know how to deal and handle them, but it was actually at the same time a blessing because if I think I would have blown open at that young of an age without any support um, and tutelage along the way, I think uh, I, I would have gone crazy, you know, I hate to say gone crazy, um, and yeah, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago, they came back down and they took me 
and I knew what was happening. And I remember being up on the ship and I actually, interestingly enough, remember seeing a US military general there and I was talking to him. And I said to him, um, I remember looking through the window because um, they were doing experiments or lab work, if you want to say. And I just was telling him that this, is, this has to stop, mm. that this can't transpire anymore. And that um, my agreement, whatever I agreed to in this, this lifetime um, is now done. We're done. I'm ending our contract or whatever, a contractor agreement, and we're done. And um, since then, they have not taken me to my knowledge <laughs> to my knowledge um but they have they have visited me once or twice and and because I see the lights you know mm. outside the window um but I, I I'm not scared I'm not worried um I know enough to I, you know I stand in my own sovereign power and there's nothing they can do to me that um will hurt me yeah absolutely Correct well what an experience Correct me if I'm wrong. The grays are not necessarily friendly, a friendly race to humans, right? Correct. You know, and I will give a caveat to all the um, races. And I'm heard, probably, you've probably heard of the Dracos or the Draconians, the Reptilians, mm. um, the grays. Um, even in within all those beautiful races, there are benevolent beings. Because I've worked um, in mission work where I've actually... Um, helped the some draconians um and some grays escape one could say and come mm. and take them and bring them on a palladian ship and mm. you know so they're not all bad and just like the you know the grays are also palladian there there's a sector of grays that are also palladians oh. so um there's there's more to the picture and to you have to really open your mind. I mean, we know so, we're remembering so little mm. as to what's going on. Yeah. Um, you know, and I had a blessing last night. Isis came to me. I've been working a lot with Isis lately. And she came to me and she goes, um, and this has happened more than once where, you know, it's time to remember. And she just, you know, opened up with me and all these flashbacks and memories mm. of Egypt and galactic life and just started streaming through they were so fast it's like I couldn't even see them all and wow. um and I'm like okay <laughs> bring, bring it on, on. <laughs> bring it on so so you said you said about 98 percent of us are um star seeds uh yeah. if somebody was wanting to figure out what what star they came from, um, what planet they came from, how would they go about doing that? Because I actually had my Kashik records read and was told that I was actually part Mintakan and part Arcturian um, at that time. But if somebody's curious about um, where they originated from, um, how would they go about doing something like that? Oh, and by the way, you're also part Syrian. Your Syrian aspect is coming through. Nice. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> and see, and that's what I tell people, you know, I ask people, please don't get hung up on yeah. where are you from, because you are more than one. Yeah, um, absolutely. Just know, you know, the, the star of origin, you know, sometimes that just takes it, you can connect, you know, set an intention of meditation and ask to be connected with your star family, uh, okay. star of origin. Um, and if you're not in a place where you know, you're receiving either through the third eye or visually or feeling or sensing, you know, you're still waking up. They will, they will, they will get it to you. Mm. You know, it may show up 
all of a sudden you'll be looking at a billboard and there might be there's a big lion on there well you know there that you know that is Sirin or Lirin yeah. um because you know the tigers have a lot to do with Cirrus and um, they're <laughs> for some reason I don't know why they're showing me this I'm seeing a fry pan um so <laughs> So if somebody's out there cooking while they're listening to this, they're supposed to pay attention um, or whatever's going on. Don't burn the house but, on fire. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they will, the messages will get to you just yeah. like, um, I, you know, you can go for a walk and I, you know, I'm, well, of course I'm very intuitive. I know where the, um, like all the hot spots in the earth are. I can just walk along and know where to go. And, um, you know, the angels, your angels and your guides constantly leaving feathers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm constantly, I'm constantly seeing feathers and angel numbers and all sorts of things floating around butterflies. And I know my angels are with me at those times. Yeah. And absolutely. We all have um, uh, an angel aspect to ourselves and mm. probably more than one um, seraphim, you know, archangel, oraphim, cherub, you know, we're all that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely talking about all those origins here the whole time i thought my family was from slovenia <laughs> what do i know so i have no go ahead oh i was gonna say carl because right now your your arcturian aspect is coming through and that's one thing is if you're if you're feeling drawn to a certain star family at that time it's because that aspect is making itself known and there's something that you know they're wanting to communicate with you and it's good to go and either research them or read mm. a book about them or whatever you're drawn to because that's what is coming in for you to work with at that time yeah what she did say to me when I got mine done was that I was like a traveler or something and I used to travel between between the different planets because mm. of course Mintaka um, being the water planets kind of disappeared um, and didn't exist anymore so then I, of course I went to another to another planet so it was quite interesting to um and of course then i got on and started researching the different star seeds which is yeah. which is a good thing to do yeah absolutely yeah there are um, many of us that have been on planets that were uh, destroyed mm. or um became uninhabited and mm -hmm. and it had to move had to move and mm. um and it's interesting those galactic traumas can sometimes will also come through in this human life lifetime too mm -hmm. to be cleared which is which is going on right now it is it is the great clearing um the great healing and wow. um, it is through the healing of ourselves is where the ascension comes from and the ascension of earth i mean mother earth can take care of herself mm. um she's already doing it um, and I, I love the groups that do support her and take care, you know, look after her. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, people are always saying, what is my sole purpose? The number one thing that we are here to do is to heal ourselves and to ascend. And mm -hmm. in doing so, we raise our vibration. And, and I'm sure other, um, uh, you, one of your wonderful guests have talked about that, have, have mentioned that. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, I, mean, I, I just have to mention simple. I'm sorry, Jen, no, go simple on. because I have a power of aid healing group uh, mm -hmm. on online and healing is so much of a desired thing. And I have so many people that come to these healing sessions. I've just realized the entire world, the entire humanity needs healing. 
Okay. Yeah. In some way or another, I think I think whether we're talking about physical healing, there's so much emotional healing and trauma that has to be healed in in today's day and age, especially with everything that we've been going through. And um, and this is why my my podcast, Superconscious Success, and also um, your spiritual shift and the other stuff we're putting out there is all about helping people to get to that ascension, that place of ascension, mm-hmm. because you know that healing is so important to be able to because I know that with even with past lives and like you said those planets that were destroyed and the trauma that comes from it um, we've got generational trauma that we're having to heal as well so it's it's important that at these times we we tap into our our spiritual realm and and allow them to help us to move through those times absolutely I mean, they, they tell me constantly, um, I work very closely with uh, right now, the Ascended Masters, a couple in particular, and the Archangels, and they're always saying, we don't ask for enough help. No. Um, ask for more, ask for more. Um, and this includes uh, desires as well. Um, they're not wanting me to forget about wanting, you know, your desires mm. and bringing them to the forefront, um, along to bring in that peace and joy that we are looking for in our life. Um, I do want to mention because just being in my field, um, I obviously am working on you both. <laughs> it's just <laughs> what happens. And Carl, I pulled a rod out of your lower back and um, and, um, and Jennifer, there's some, there's something going on. There's, there's, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, I haven't pinpointed Mm-hmm. it's down yet but um it's being worked on okay yeah, no. great and it's nothing bad and none of it's bad none of it's bad it's just it's just what I do to clear the field and, okay. um, thank yeah. you any clearing is is amazing um because we yeah. all we all go through go through things um like I said we've we've all got past life stuff all sorts of stuff that we're trying to trying to deal with so it's great that we do have the opportunity to speak to um light workers like yourself that that can do this so um yeah the angels i just wanted to come back to that the the archangels you know i communicate with them regularly as well and i I totally agree with you is that people are too afraid to ask them for help because they feel like whatever they want to ask them is too small or, or it's going to take it away from somebody else or, um, you know, they're too embarrassed to ask. And it's important that we realise that, that they are multidimensional and they are able to, um, you know, help multiple people at any one time. So it's important that you ask because we do have free will and they will not intervene for us unless we do ask. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I I ask for help every day. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> even to lift, even to lift something that's heavy, I'll call in Yeshua. I'll be like, "Can you help me with this?" Yeah. And all of a sudden, be like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and absolutely, you know, nothing is too small or too big for them to help. Um, you know, the only time that they may not, um, I want to say interfere is there's sometimes there's things that are part of your journey that you yeah. need to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I know sometimes people, uh, when they do come to spiritual healers, um, or looking for advice and stuff, they are still kind of, some of them are still kind of looking for the quick fix, you yeah. know, just take it all from me. And we can't, we can't. Cause um, we have to go through that. 
You have to go through it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell my clients when I'm in a session, I'll be like, okay, I'll remove programming or I'll move this and that. And I'll be like, okay, I took as much as I could that your higher self allowed me. Yeah. The rest is for you to walk through. And, um, you know. And that's hard for people to comprehend sometimes because it can be painful and there's a lot that you're having to actually um, go through experiences that you have to go through that may just be, you know, it's hard. I mean, that's, but that's part of your ascension. That's part of your, your growth. Absolutely. And, you know, no matter how hard it is, as long as you recognize that source is on your side and that you have all of these amazing um your higher self i mean superconscious success which is my platform is all about connection with your higher self and if you stay connected with that that higher part of you then you're always guided on the right path absolutely absolutely i mean um in beautiful surprises come along the way mm-hmm. um i mean i'm currently at my mother's place which is a tiny little one bedroom apartment you know <laughs> And um, I came here off of um, once winter was over. <laughs> I said, yeah. I'm not coming back to work. Um, <laughs> and, it, and I knew why I was coming back. It was, uh, we have a lot uh, to move through and heal. At least for me, I do. Um, yeah. Um, and and I'm, st- I'm still here. I've moved through some big mountains. And then mm-hmm. I go into a rest period. And I'm also here to help her through a tr- transition, you know, into assisted living and stuff. But um, okay. I was asking why, why am I still here? Mm. You know, why, you know, and it's because I'm not done. And, yeah. um, but the beautiful blessing out of it is what I did get is I've gotten an assignment for Lionsgate and that's to go to Santorini, Greece for two weeks. Nice. To, wow. to, uh, to do, to do some energy work, to do a pilgrimage. I'm going to be a facilitator. Um, somebody else is putting it together, but you know, these, and I've always wanted to go there and bang, there it is. It was a desire I put out there just a couple months ago, and here it is. It showed up, and they're like, "Yep, we want you in Santorini." It's amazing so, what manifests for you if you if you put it out there, yeah. isn't it? And you know, people go, "Oh, that was a coincidence," or and it's like, "No, no, no, you put it out there, and you stay in that that vibration, and it's going to come to you." Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I have a dear friend who gets frustrated with me because she's just like, you always get everything you want. And I'm like, no, I don't. I really, I don't. But you're just seeing this, you know, certain things happening as we're together. But yeah, um, but we are all we are all capable of that. And I mean, you know, it it is really about us, us just, you know, seeing the light and staying in that vibration and realizing that, everything is happening for us not to us so even the biggest challenges I've gone through in my life have been challenges that have made me grow as a human being and I would not regret any of them Um, I've got two teenagers there's always challenges with teenagers so I've always said they're my biggest teachers because you know they allow me to see parts of myself that I need to that I need to work on as well and so I think that, you know, if we start to recognize it, no matter what you're going through, um, it, is, it, is a, it is something we've agreed to, as you said before, it's something that was in our soul contract. And so we need to see the best, the best in it and work our way through it and know that we're going to be okay. You know, it's, it's going to all be okay in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, it may seem like we've taken on a lot and it may seem daunting mm. at times, but um, 
you know, sometimes it's just baby steps. You yeah. know, there will be days even, you know, for myself, I will get up and, you know, I'll be like, okay, I always check in every day, you know, intuitively, what, what am I supposed to be doing today? And there are days where I will be like, well, the first thing we're going to do is get dressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The next thing you're going to do, have something to eat, you know, and that's baby steps. You know, because some days just require that. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not here to be every day to be going, ah, you know, and have these great activations and awakening. There's there's always that that um, beautiful downtime of integrating and shifting, which may feel like a contraction. And it's actually not a contraction. That's not actually expanding. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, and that's like some some days because I speak to obviously I'm connected with my higher self every day. And I always ask at the start of the day, what's going to be in my highest good today? And some days it'll be like, okay, you're going to work on this project or you're going to work on this project. And other days it's like, you're just going to meditate for three hours and you're just going to, or you're just going to take some time off or you're going to declutter the house or whatever. And I think it's important to just go with the flow because when that happens and when you listen to that, then it's not a struggle. And because I think, because what I love about this whole, you know, get up, get dressed um, is that you're in the present. And so yeah, many of absolutely. us are so focused on the future and we're so focused on the past that we forget the presence all that exists. And yeah. so if we can stay in that place of what am I doing right now? How can I get the most out of what I'm doing right now? And, you know, and get as much benefit from what I'm doing right now, then we can stay in that, in that place of high vibration because we're not worried. Absolutely. We're not stressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's actually was, it was actually hard because that was the whole thing about me going on my nomad journey, you know, mm. for being a flight attendant, everything was timed, mm. you know, time, 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 time. And there was huge programming that takes place in the airline industry. Yeah. And, uh, and I was still deconstructing some of that, even though I had stopped flying in 2017. And it just, it, it, it was about taking away structure and control and even for me to now was even to look ahead and book a flight, you know, to Greece and doing that seemed weird because mm. that was in the future. It was like, well, maybe I should wait a week, a week before. Well, of course, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it, you know, the, they're, they're, the Galactics are coming. They're wanting to remind us, and, and, and this has been said before, um, that we are to be of the world, not in the world. Yeah. And, um, stay away from the drama, stay in our own lane. I'm always, they're always telling me stay in your own lane because you will get distracted when people start seeing when your light starts growing and bigger, they may not know what's going on, but they can see there's a change and they, they don't understand, or they just kind of want to hold you back. Distractions will come into your day every day. And I see it happening to me. Yeah. And um, then I seem to kind of go into this hyper-focus of no, I know what my purpose is, you know, ultimately, you know, even though we have more than one purpose, um, that to stay in your own lane and don't let other people distract you. And, and, and sometimes it's lovingly telling them, I'm sorry, no, but I'll have to talk to you later. Um, yeah. It, it's about yeah. setting boundaries and recognizing that, you know, you, like you said, we've got a purpose. We've got a reason for being here. And I, I find that when people see your light and when your light starts to shine, it triggers people, doesn't it? Especially those that are not on the same vibration as what you are. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, 
coming back to a small town in central Minnesota, I go back to my, my call it my earth name, my birth mm. name, you know, everybody calls me by that. And I'm just kind of floating through, but I know they see my light. Yeah. Um, and they're always drawn to me and they're wanting to talk to me. And, mm. and it's interesting, you know, it's interesting and beautiful. And of course, I just talk with them and, um, you know, envelop them in this beautiful light with me and just kind of let everything happen naturally. And so, it, it will. Um, yeah. So I have a question for the Palladians themselves. So the Palladian is, Pallades is a star system 444 light years uh, from Earth in the Taurus constellation. Why should they care what's going on with humanity? <laughs> That's a big one, because uh, they were definitely involved in uh, a lot of what went down in the beginning. Um, and the bottom line for them or any other beautiful galactic being or, or um, benevolent beings, if our ascension um, is also their ascension. So when we ascend, they ascend. We're always doing this together because we're all interconnected as one. So mm. if, um, so yeah, so if we do not ascend, and right now, currently, Earth is not the only planet that is going through this ascension process of mm. the, what you, if one would could say, okay. the slave matrix or, or all of that. We're not the only planet going through that, but we are needing to suspend, suspend they're laughing at me <laughs> they have quite the sense of humor and so do the ascended masters um i'm I'm trying to tell them to be serious here for a moment. They're like, no. We did say we like to laugh, so. Yeah, they did, but they're like, they, yeah, I think they're trying to lighten lighten up the conversation. Um, ultimately, yeah, that's the bottom line. Other civilizations, other dimensions, other galactic beings out there do not ascend unless we all send. We all send as one. And even yeah. though we're going to four, five, what you know, or even four <laughs> to get into four um it, it is also that's why they are so helpful and supportive for us they can't intervene um they can you can ask for help and support um in your own right um but as far as anything else um because of our free will that mm. we have here on the planet they they are observers yeah um, and of course you and know, they're waiting they're, they're waiting and they're out there i see them every day you know the cloaked ships um and you know, I keep telling them I'm waiting for my ride. Of course, I already go up into the ships. I yeah. see myself, I go up into the ships, I go into the 10th, 10th dimension or higher. And, um, you know, and, you know, have a good time. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because I've seen them watch me. They have a screen because when I was on my known measure, you know, we'd be driving and I'd see a ship, a plating ship. Because right now there's a lot of plating in our turn ships here. Mm. And they're usually very close together. And, I'll pop up in the ship and then I'll see myself on a, my car on a screen. They're watching me, you know, <laughs> drive, drive along, <laughs> you know, it's so a lot of my cars on my window, I'll like wave at them and, and stuff, um, you know, and, and they're just, they just laugh, you know, and they're very much a part of our world, even though we can't see them. They do walk amongst us. Um, and, you know, I've always said, you know, I would love to have that interaction. And of course they tell me it's already happened, but I just didn't know it. 
and um, so yeah so so in order to be able to connect with the Palladians and you've got to be a certain vibration um, just like with any of the beings so is that um, like so if we're say you they walk amongst us if we're out out walking and that if you're not at that particular vibration you're not going to be able to see them are you right um to see them to feel them to know that mm. they're there um, yeah. you do have to be at a certain vibration um there's a lot of times when i go walking in the mountains especially when it's in mount shasta and the sister mountains the three sisters in oregon yeah uh, those three sister mountains and mount shasta um are related there's also uh if you want to call it a sector of Talosians that live in three sisters okay um, so they are they are interconnected um you, yeah you do have to be a certain vibration to feel and know that they're there and it will okay. happen in time for everyone yeah so um to, to just in it it will happen in your timing absolutely yeah but they they are still there they're still there yeah wow and so how um when was it that you first started to to recognize the light language and the connection with the Pleiadians? How long ago was that? Uh, was that two two years ago? Two wow. three years ago. And it started out as an intention because a lot of people ask me this question. Yeah. Um, or they want me to teach them light language. And I'm like, why you can't teach <laughs> light language? Because um, it, it comes from the heart. And, um, yeah. it, you know, and I just said, uh, I set an intention. I sat down and I said, I want to learn or speak light language. And the first time I spoke it, it was three syllables. Mm. The next time I did went in meditation, it was five. Okay. Um, and then I just kept working on it. And then I came across a beautiful being called the galactic human. She's on YouTube and okay. we definitely connected and listening to other people speak light language. And you may not resonate with everyone. Um, and it's interesting, there's almost like a, their own dialect. Some people have their own dialect and frequency. Um, okay. And yeah, and the main, there's like a main universal language that we all speak and understand, which is, I, I like to think that it, I, I feel like it's Palladian, but there's a universal light language that we can all speak and understand. Mm -hmm. And then from then you grow and expand. Um, and then you also start uh, connecting into consciousness, uh, like say the elephant consciousness, which mm -hmm. is extremely yeah um, or the consciousness of dirt or the consciousness you know and you can channel and, and bring through that information um and i since this is part of my soul mission i don't even know how many languages i speak anymore and new ones are showing up weekly i'll just start talking and it's a new language and it's just there um, wow but that's part of my um yeah i think the like two years ago, I think it was up to 72 languages and I stopped counting because it's grown <laughs> since then. Yes. Um, so it's it's unlimited. And then I'm also what they call multi, I, well, I coined the word multi-channel because I can be channeling one being, but I also bringing in the energy of another being. And then I transition through from one language into another language. So sometimes I'm, I'm actually channeling three or bringing yeah. in three, maybe even three energies at one time. Um, so that is just a beautiful gift of mine that has mm. really come to the forefront. But I have to say, I've also worked on it. Um, yeah. You know, but it, at the same time, it, it's, I also believe it's happening in my timing mm -hmm. um, and when it's needed. Yeah. 
and and I think more it's needed more and more in in today's day for for the light workers to really start to um, to help people with the ascension process and um, and also work on ourselves through the healing process. Absolutely. Now, with um, so when you were young, you didn't did you notice any kind of um, you know any kind of sign that you're going to that you're going to be doing this when you were younger? No, nothing. <laughs> Oh, awesome. no, no. I mean, I, I would see angels or little, these like little sparkles. I would call yeah. them. I knew they were angels. Um, and then I would see ghosts because we are in our house. We had this ghost um, mm-hmm. and ghosts are earthbound spirits. We haven't transitioned over. Um, and I did learn to transition them over. Um, okay. And a few years ago. And I know I was close. And I think I've got to a point where I actually just shut it down. Yeah. Um, because I actually thought uh, I was going crazy um, because yeah. I didn't have anybody to talk to. And I have and heard I, actually, I have heard a number of people that have said that that have as a child they've seen the angels or they've seen other spirited beings and then they thought that they were actually going crazy so they didn't speak to anybody about it and right. then they blocked it off which which sounds like what you kind of did when you were younger. Yeah, yeah I, think I was going to ask. I was going to ask what your family thought when they found out you're hanging out with the Palladians these days. <laughs> Uh, we, well, we don't really talk about it because <laughs> um, um, my father is now passed, um, although he supports me very much from the other side. Um, yeah. And but my I have two sisters. I'm in the middle and my mother. Um, all I know is when I first went into meditation class, uh, I know, what was that six years ago, an advanced meditation class, my one sister was very concerned that I was in a cult. So they will. Oh, no. They're very, you know, because I yeah. removed myself from organized religion a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just seeking the truth for myself. Um, and I, um, and that's just what I did naturally. Because I just, I was always kind of fighting the system, so to speak, when I was there. And yeah, they, um, they still are concerned. They don't exactly understand or know what I do. I mean, no, pretty much yeah. they have no idea what I can do. And um, so I don't talk about it much with them. Um, my one, my older sister, who I will call more religious based, mm. and both of my sisters are gifted, which is very interesting, <laughs> but they see, you know, they, they see it from a, like, you know, God's giving them this information. My sister will get messages and very intuitive and but sometimes she'll get to go to the bible and and get her message and and for me it's just very fluid yeah and they used to question about well how do you know where it's coming from or how do you know it's of the highest good and i'm just like because i can feel the energy yeah you know there's a difference i just know so we just i just come to a point where i don't talk about it with them yeah and yeah and I, I think there's a lot of people like me. They're in families that don't understand. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, just to shift gears a little bit, you know, I told you before we started on the show that I had uh, chatted a couple of times with Othella uh, from the Sirius Galaxy. And Othella talked about their Blu-ray light in, in plasma. And I understand that's something that you deal with um, with the crystalline codes in plasma. What what role does that have, and and how do they work? Um, to me, it was interesting when I first was moving into plasma crystalline energy. Um, 
because I can see it. Um, it, it, it has its own well, structure to it, so to speak. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's very fluid, but as you um, raise your vibration, it's like I've moved beyond the plasma energy and I work with the crystalline energy. And mm. it's interesting, you know, a lot of you hear a lot of people talk about zero point because you'll go um, in up to zero point, which is dark, which is yeah. darkness. And then there's this beautiful, the crystalline energy, this beautiful light, beautiful colors. And then you can actually keep going. And then there's another layer of darkness. And then you go beyond that. And then there's another layer of colors in different spectrums. And it just keeps going like that. So there is more than just one, if you want to call it zero point. Um, and working with the crystalline energy is um, just beautiful. It has a... I don't know if I call it mind of its own. You have to, you just, you learn to just step out of the way and be the channel, the conduit for, you know, and just let it come through. And at the same time, communicating, like say in a, in a, in a healing session, or, you know, you're also communicating with their higher self, whatever dimension that you're holding them in, because mm. that's what they can hold in their frequency. You know, like I'll have clients, I can only take them to, 12 some clients i can take to 15 there's some clients i can take to the 21st dimension so it's mm -hmm. it depends on where they're at in their frequency and then the colors just come in and move through the body and it's actually about moving yourself out of the way and yeah. letting the crystalline energy do the work um and then you can see where it's highlighting certain things and then you can go in and address it closer and um yeah so i think what one, one of the thing that that obviously stops us from from that connection is is our ego our ego can get in the way and as you just said to move ourselves out of the way to be able to allow this to flow through us how how does somebody go about doing that because we're so programmed with our ego um that we don't we don't know how to move ourselves out of the way to be able to hear those messages or or have it come yeah. through us yeah mm. um yeah the ego is very strong the ego yeah. doesn't like to do anything new or out of the norm, even when it comes to the healing, um, because it will distract you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you want to think or talk about something else um, because it's not like in control. I started doing this about a year ago um, instead of like, I want to say fighting with my own yeah. ego, you know, like I would, so, you know, I, I would, I get upset with it and I would like yell at like, stop, stop, <laughs> please stop. I think we've all done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we please all do just, it. Yeah. You know, then I would move into no, then I would just surround it in the flame. I have learned that, you know, my own ego has a consciousness of its own. So I yeah. do go in and clear out the consciousness of my own ego. And a lot of times that's just using the pink flame. Um, okay. I have gone in and, and spoken with my own ego consciousness and say, let's create a partnership. Mm. Um, I still need you. You are still a value. You know, it's part of the human race. Um, but right now, today or whatever I'm working at, I need to have you take a step back. Yeah. And try to have that partnership. Does it always work? No, <laughs> but it, it helps. <laughs> it does help. It yeah. does help. And, because it's not. And, and yeah. Oh, I was going to say behind that too, if it's not the ego, it's your inner child that controls yes. quite a bit. And many of us have alter egos created by our inner childs from such trauma that we've had in this lifetime and other lifetimes. And, and this is why inner child healing is so important. Yeah. 
And there is also a cord that from the navel chakra, um, there is a, a, a beautiful silver cord that is connected with divine. And for many of us, that was severed. Um, and oh. that is, if you want to call symbolic in the tying and the cutting of the umbilical cord when we're born, um, okay. that took place. And so I've done some healing around, re if you want to call it, reattaching energetically that beautiful divine cord back to source um, in that respect. So we have more than one connection yeah. to source, more, you know, so that is also another issue. But, you know, there's so many layers and so many things to go through. It, it is. And it's and if you are really serious and um, wanting to do this um, path, Mm. And that is to seek out some beautiful healers who, um, who are really, you know, really have a touch on what's, what's going on. And, and there are many beautiful healers and many of us and many on their way coming into the field to do the work. Yeah. yeah. And I've always, and I've always said, because people will say, oh, how do I get rid of the ego? And I'm like, you can't get rid of the ego because the ego is important. The ego allows us to learn and allows us to experience a 3d reality, but, there are times when we've got to let our higher self say, I'm taking the reins right now. Okay. Absolutely. I love you and I appreciate you, but I'm taking the reins right now. And I need you to take that step back as you've often, as you just said. So um, it's not about getting rid of it, but I think it's right. about, it's about um, maybe allowing it to just, you know, take a step back and let you let your higher self take the reins. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's like, you know, I've heard, I have had friends and people say, well, you know, they're doing courses on to do death of the ego. And I'm thinking, well, how's that working for you? Um, <laughs> how's that going to work? <laughs> and because it's part of the human race. I mean, I channeled the ego consciousness, the collective ego consciousness, and it actually came, we were a part of it once before, before the human race. So it's been there much longer than we yeah. realize. But yeah. Um, the, yeah, the death of you know, to me, and this is just my perspective, when you, you talk about trying to have death of the ego, to me, that's just another form of separation yeah. of, within yourself um, and that separation and duality. And it's not about that anymore. But isn't, isn't the ultimate goal of enlightenment to, to get to a place where there is no longer an ego and we are all in unity and, and there is no separation at that point. If there's no ego and we're mm. all this holographic connected uh, unity, there, the ego can exist. To me, the ego, I'm being shown the ego that this unity comes all together as one. Yeah. Um, it, it, it becomes all together as one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we are still in such a lower dimension yeah. that it's not possible. And that but would work if point, we were maybe on fourth or fifth dimension where we're actually. Yeah. yeah. And actually in the fourth dimension, there's still duality and separation. Yeah. There is. Um, and even some in the fifth dimension, you don't clear that out until you're actually more into the seventh, the sixth, yeah. seventh. Yeah. Eighth for sure. The Arct uh, Arcturians are eighth dimensional beings. Um there's, there's nothing there. And so there's some uh, misnomer about the fifth dimension being all rainbows. Yeah. And, and it is, we will, because we'll have moved and healed so much that we yeah. are actually have that kindness and the love and the understanding, but it's not, it's a, it's utopia compared to what we have mm -hmm. now, Yeah, but it's well. not yet you know the big piece of pie that is coming but from where we are at now yeah that is heaven on earth and that's how that's i still it, continue man. to look at it 
Jen, <laughs> you and I are going to the seventh dimension right after this. Yeah, program. we're upgrading. <laughs> <laughs> we're upgrading. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Wow. And I well, think you can, yeah, go on. I was gonna say, you can visit there. I mean, once, you know, you can ask to be taken there. Yeah, know? absolutely. You know, even if it's in a dream state, so. Well, just to let people know, we've been talking to Sananda Christ. She is a, a voice and a connection to the Pleiadian uh, uh, teachers and master ascended masters. And uh, wow, this is this has been amazing. This has been Chat so much fun. Your spiritual shift. Wow, I have like <laughs> nine million more questions, but I don't think. We'll <laughs> Man. I think it's just I think it's just um yeah it's just been so much fun and I've and I've loved the light language coming through oh thank you um you know yeah they're wanting me to they're saying they want me to touch base on something mm -hmm. quickly and I'll do this quickly um mm -hmm. they're wanting me to just tell a story because obviously mm -hmm. this is for somebody who or more than one person listening when I got hurt as a flight attendant uh, of course at the time I didn't understand why um and actually all the work I was doing while I was a flight attendant um, I was there, even in physical therapy, trying to get back to my job because in that um, time frame, I was still had the, the perspective of, oh, well, I only have 12 or 15 more years to go before I retire. Oh, yeah. And That's I thought a horrible that, that place was to be. Yeah. And I had already had over 20 years in mm. and I'm like, okay, well, I can, I've already got 20 and I can suck it up from, you know, 12 to 15 more because it was destroying my soul. Yeah. And, um, but that's all I knew. I was making good money. I got hurt, which is, I know, beautifully orchestrated by my higher mm -hmm. self. Yeah. <laughs> and, and once I got out there and um, everything just played out. And when I was even in physical therapy, trying to get back to my job and I couldn't make the minimum to do the job, to get back to do the job, the weight limit of lifting and pushing mm -hmm. and pulling, um, I was already working then on my plan B because all this other stuff yeah. started coming in. I had gone to Egypt twice. I didn't have a clue to what, what I was doing, but it all shows, it will all show up in your path. Yeah. But um, to just let it come. And you know what? It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, your story just, just shows that, you know, our higher self and source and all of our spiritual beings, they're all, there to help us on our path and by you not reaching that minimum limit that allowed you to redirect your path because you know I've taken a number of redirections in my in my whole journey and I'm sure there'll be many more to come um, but yeah if you if you realize that what's happening in our life is happening to get us to on the least resistance the path of least resistance. And if you fight yeah. against it, as you're saying, I've only got 12 or 15 years left. And that's yeah. a hard place to be in because yeah. it's like every morning you get up going, oh, here we go again. Okay, let's do it again. But like you said, it was sucking the soul out of you. It is important that we as humans, that we figure out our purpose and remember that, you know, we stress so much about money. We stress so much about how are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Remember, source has got your back. Okay, you're, you're okay. You're going to be fine, but you've got to trust in that. And, and don't, you know, really figure out what your purpose is. Figure out what you love to do because this is where we're going to be able to follow our purposes when we're doing what we love. And right. don't, and don't be in a job that sucks your soul out of you. 
Yeah. And you know, the, the thing about our soul's purpose, because a lot of people ask me that too, it's usually what brings you the greatest joy. Yes. And I want to tell people, not everybody has a purpose of where you need to be out making videos, you no. need to be doing this, you need to be a healer. You know, you know, maybe your sole purpose is to be that high vibrational barista in a coffee shop. Yeah. Or the high vibrational cashier check, you know, person at the grocery store. Because trust me, when I go into these places, I'm looking for the star seed. You know, yeah. which line do I want to check out in? Because we are all needed everywhere. We, you know, so not to get that, you know, feeling that every, you know, we all, it, it's still, it's grandiose to you because that's exactly where you need to be. Yeah. And I notice wow. that like, even when I go into like petrol stations or supermarkets, or you always know which one, which people to mm -hmm. resonate towards. But I always make sure when I go in that I'm always bubbly and I'm always happy and I'm always shining my light because it just brings somebody so much joy just a single smile or just a single ask them how they're going or whatever and they say you have just made my day because there are so many grumpy people that go in every single yeah. day so shine your light we've all got a light to shine shine it and and you know and don't worry about what other people say or think or or that because we're here to fulfill our purpose so Thank you so much, Sananda. We could talk for absolute hours. Yeah, I no. just realized we've gone for over an hour. What's, um, uh, what's your website and how can people connect you? It is palladianportal.com mm -hmm. and I am on Instagram and YouTube, all under palladianportal.com. And uh, absolutely, and I'll, I'll LinkedIn too, palladianportal.com. I try to keep it simple. <laughs> Pretty simple to remember. <laughs> it will yeah, all be in the show remember. notes. It will all yeah. be in the show notes. So, um, yeah, so definitely go and check out. She's got the most beautiful website. It, it is a gorgeous website. Yeah. And um, and we have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today, Sananda. I do yeah. want to thank the Palladians for taking a rod out oh, of me. absolutely. You won't have to put an analgesic <laughs> on me tomorrow before I go for a run. Yes. <laughs> excellent thank you so thank much you. and and you look blessing. after yourself thank and you. thank you to the light beings that came in to speak to us today great okay thank you bye sananda bye 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 bye, bye. yay yay